The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and from coast to coast, we've got you covered with everything fabulous, fantastic, after the age of 40, which is our topic for today, but before we get into that, uh, Linda, I just, I couldn't believe what I read on the internet today about Angelina Jolie, and I am so amazed and proud and delighted that she came forth with what she was talking about. Take it away. No, absolutely. Um, Well, I'm sure that everybody by this time knows it because it's been on the news all day, but she opted to have um, a double mastectomy because her mother had uh, passed away from breast cancer and she took that genetic test and she showed positive for the you know the BRCA gene and her her likelihood of getting breast cancer was 87% and so she made a very very big decision to have both breasts taken off so that she would be there for her kids that's amazing you know it's such a painful painful procedure. You know, I went through it with my mom, uh, you know, before she died. And, you know, for such a beautiful, powerful woman to come out and talk about such a private thing, I mean, she could have just said she had a boob job, you know, she could have done whatever. Now, do you know, did she have reconstruction or did she just have them removed? So she did opt for the full reconstruction? Yes. She That's did. Wonderful. So this has been going on, you know, for I don't know two or three months, and um, and there's still a chance that she may go and uh, have all her tubes and her ovaries removed because she's she tests very high for ovarian cancer as well. Yes, yes, I read that. I read that. And, you know, I love how she is able to redefine beauty for us. I mean, that's, to me, the most amazing thing because you think of pre-cancer or cancer, and I think of, you know, the impotence uh, specialist that we had on, Michael Russer, who is so handsome, you know, and takes good care of himself, you know, and it's like the new face of cancer coming out that, that, you know, in some respects, uh, you know, people are taking radical measures, you know, to help prolong 
along their life. And I, you know, for such a beautiful woman to do that and then come public about it, I was just, I was really in awe. Well, I think she's going to help a lot of women, women because she's so visible. In fact, there was a CNN uh, newswoman today that uh, said that she had breast cancer and she's opting to have the double mastectomy as well because, you know, it's, if you have kids, um, I guess women are feeling more like it's a responsibility. You want to be there to watch them grow up. Well, sure. I mean, whether you have kids or not, you know, it's your life. And if you can do something, you know, that will allow you, you know, to have a better quality of life, you know, even, you know, down to a nose job. I mean, I've got some friends who've had boob jobs and nose jobs, and, you know, they are such different people after because they don't have this big hang-up, you know. So we go from that gamut all the way to, you know, extending your life. You know, why would you wait until... You're faced with chemotherapy and radiation. And, you know, but if you, know, you have a if you have a history of, of of breast cancer in your family, and I know that you do, I mean, would yes. you go and have the 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 chest to see if you have the BRCA gene? Absolutely. Did you? Absolutely, I did. I did. And um, and, and I do not. Okay, uh, well, that's excellent. Yeah. yeah. But if I didn't, you know, it wouldn't even be a question, you know, because you have one two little boys. Can, yeah. Yeah, and I'm only, you know, I'm only in my 40s, so I don't plan on checking out anytime soon, and I really think that anything we can do, whether it's lose weight, exercise, you know, take off body parts that are non-essential, uh, to live a rich, happy, fulfilling life. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's... um it you know it's it, when I saw it I was I was shocked but uh, you know as, as the day wore on and you heard more and more about it, it it's a very very brave thing and for this woman that started out so controversial with the brother and the blood and the kissing and you know she was like a wild child I mean now it's it's amazing uh, with this and what and what she's doing for you know uh, children in 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 third world countries I mean she's 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 a pretty special lady. She is. She is amazing. You know, and, you know, whatever people think about, you know, her uh, childhood, you know, everybody's got stuff in their past that, you know, they wouldn't want people to know, and she happened to grow up in the spotlight, so, you know, hers was, you know, even more so. But, you know, instead of turning to drugs, instead of, you know, becoming a mess and in and out of rehab and in and out of jail, you know, what did she do with her life? She took it and she made it amazing between her adoptions, between her kids, you know, her child advocacy, and now to come out, you know, and really raise awareness for breast cancer. I mean, she probably did more in one day than the American Breast Cancer Society or the breast, like, and she come in any of those combined in a calendar year. I I would agree. And since you know that there's a lot of followers out there um, that that look to these celebrities uh, and want to do things that they've done, she's sort of made it. Um, I guess more mainstream because they're saying, well, if Angelina Jolie can do it, then maybe I can do it too. That's right. That's right. You know, and I remember seeing a year ago, I think it was like in Good Housekeeping or one of the magazines um, that my company gets, and there was a a military person who had opted to have her double mastectomy, and she was maybe in her 30s or something, and they wrote an article about her, and I thought, huh, that was interesting, and, you know, but it really didn't do anything to me, and then when I see this powerful, powerful woman, you know, taking control of her health and taking care of it publicly and sharing that, you know, I thought from this 
you know, little warrior on the way up to this major, major star, um, it just shines the light on that we need more research, we need a cure. You know, the idea that we have to go through these barbaric measures in hopes of preventing breast cancer. Um, so I'm really hoping that that her, what she's brought forward to the public now, uh, will mean better research, better cures, better treatments, and, um, you know, that maybe... 20 years from now, we'll look at this treatment as barbaric but necessary, and then it'll be unnecessary, you know, 5, 10, or 20 years from now. I hope so. I mean, this was, you know, this was a, a genetic test. She did not have breast cancer right now, uh, and, you know, but the, the odds were so, uh, so much against her that she wasn't taking a chance. And, and knowing if you go for the test and it shows you that, you know, you have just such a high chance of getting it and you don't do anything about it. I can't, I mean, that's got to be on your mind all the time. Every single day, I would right. imagine, like a time bomb, you know, that you're a carrier or yeah. you're, you know, that, that you're predisposed to this. Absolutely. You absolutely. know, I, I bet you when your mom dies, like when my mom died from breast cancer and I see all those statistics and how high it is for me and my sisters, you know, that does, you do, it does cross your mind. And it's, I, you know, because of this, I, I was watching uh, the news before we got on the air and there was this local newswoman here in New York and she had... Uh, done that. She had taken the test and she had a very high uh, probability of contract of getting breast cancer and she had children so she had done it maybe eight or, eight or nine years ago and she just went in um, to, uh, in the last I don't know maybe six months and she had all you know she had a, all of the, the, the ovaries and the fallopian tube and all of that taken out and when she did the doctor said it was a very good thing because she was she had uh, on the lining of her um uh um, oh, help me the um fallopian tube uterus no 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 uh, the, the, the the ovarian i guess it was over it wasn't ovarian cancer is that is that the one that's cuz i'm having a brain freeze but it, it she had the beginnings of a tumor and oh, if she okay. had, and you know, it's very, ovarian can it's ovarian, and and so it's very very hard to detect ovarian. And um, if she hadn't come in to do that, they probably wouldn't have found it, and she would have ended up with some stage four ovarian, and, and eventually it would have killed her. So I mean, holy cow, it's amazing. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Now with the breast cancer, though, and you know, and this is my own ignorance, um, you know, and we should probably bring a breast cancer specialist on in the future. Uh, but, you know, is it is it conclusive that if you have a double mastectomy, do you eliminate it or you, do you just reduce it? No, you're, you're it, I mean, nothing is 100%, but she went from 87% to 5%. And those, and, and I heard a doctor saying with with a 5% risk of getting it, you, you're, you, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty, pretty sure that you won't. Yeah, well, that makes sense. So that's what it was. Yeah, it but I'm sure that she, you know, she will be going for, you know, that we mu we must go for our uh, for our mammograms, and then you know, if if you've done that, then you want to probably take an MRI every year, and you know, you really, you know, it's it's keeping checks, so it, um, you you catch it really, really, really early. Yes, and that's, that's the best. It's amazing. And some um, women are taking tamoxifen just in case, but I think that that's a radical to put all those drugs in your system when uh, before the fact. I mean, I don't think I would go down that route, but certainly uh, all of the screenings uh, you must. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Angelina Jolie, we are so proud of you. We are so proud of what you've done for women everywhere. You know, I hope that this not only raises awareness, but also gets the insurance companies to start funding these uh, preventative mastectomies, uh, because those they're going to be a whole lot cheaper than uh, chemotherapy and radiation. I know my brother's bills were over a million. My mom's were over a million. You know, when you talk about one dose of chemotherapy being between twenty-five and sixty-five thousand dollars to create, yeah. you know, the costs are enormous. So there's an economic benefit here too. Um, and yes, one of our callers called in and said, you still have to screen after mastectomy. Yes, so you're for not sure. No, you're not off the hook, but you've certainly lowered your odds. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to take a commercial break, and we are going to visit with style expert Deborah Boland, and she is uh, fabulous after 40. She's fashion advice to help you tweak your chic with a this one. We come back, we're going to talk about how to look beautiful in your 40s, 50s, and 60s. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to Brilliant Mobile Marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, Mobile Marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with Brilliant Mobile Marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you happy with your life? Satisfied with the direction you're taking? More importantly, are you content with the results you're seeing? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join host Brian K. Wright as he talks to experts in many areas relating to life success, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. Each week is a dose of inspiration. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. Success Profiles Radio is a show that will clearly demonstrate the principle, if I can do it, you can do it. So don't miss this opportunity to take control of your life and your results. Success Profiles Radio with Brian K. Wright, Mondays at 5 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. 
ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and our show is Powered Up Talk Radio, and we're going to get you powered up about looking and being and feeling fabulous after 40. And to help us with that, we are welcoming Deborah Boland, and she is amazing. She's a former TV host. She became frustrated with dressing over 40, and you know what? Your body changes, your lifestyle shifts gear. For me, if you're like me, you, you divorce your husband, you've got two little kids, you're going through this whole remake, remodel, recycle, and Deborah, I'm so excited for you to be here today because I think what you do is fantastic for women like me and Linda. Uh, we just think you're terrific. Oh, well, thanks, Sandra. I really enjoy doing what I do because there are so many women out there. You know, we all feel the same way. It's just so frustrating, especially when you've always loved fashion your whole life, you know, and now to go in and not know what to wear and, you know, if it looks good on you or if you look like you're trying too hard, you know, it's it's just, it's easy to give up and I don't want anyone to give up because, you know, it's fun. Fashion is fun. Well, Sandra, I have seen Deborah at several um, uh, events here in New York City, and I want to tell you, every time I see her, she looks better than the time before. She is a walking advertisement for what she does because she's she's stylish, she's beautiful, she's I mean her terrific body. She's just she's you know it's 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 wonderful to to know that. Um, we can do so much if we just know what to do. <laughs> oh, you're sweet, Linda. Well, you know, it wasn't always that way because I went, you know, everybody's had their time. I went through my time, too. It's Sandra, it sounds like you had your children a little later in life, and I was like that, too. I was having kids in my 40s, my early 40s, and um, I went through that period of, uh, you know, where I was kind of just out of it for five years there having children, and, and then I remember when I got back into it in my mid 40s, you know, thinking, okay, I got to get stylish here again. Um, it was a shock. I was, I felt for the first time in my life, because I've always loved fashion and been up on it, but I felt really lost and I felt really frumpy. And, you know, I thought, oh my gosh, well, maybe I've had my day, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe the years, you know, ago when I loved fashion and I looked good, maybe those, that was my time. And, I, and then I thought, no, darn it, you know, I get a lot of pleasure out of fashion. It's fun. I enjoy it. I'm just going to try and figure this thing out. So I had done a lot of uh, television, and I had done a lot of uh, fashion for television in years past because I worked in lifestyle television. And I just uh, started doing more studying and went back and got in my image consulting uh, certification and started the blog and found out that there were a lot of women who could identify with what I was going through. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's one of the questions I get on on the Real Cougar Woman all the time is, you know, what what can I wear? What What is too much? What is not enough? I mean, it's like finding that sweet spot, you know, that works for you. And how do, so how do women do that? <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's not a one answer. It's a continuing process. But, I mean, there's, oh, gosh, that's a huge answer. There's so many areas you have to look at. Um, I mean, I basically kind of have it down to kind of five things that you need to look at and you know i guess the the first thing is kind of uh, when people fall when women fall into a rut they fall into this dumpy rut i think probably the first thing is the clothing gets baggy right because we all you know we're all after 40 i mean let's face it your body changes even if you've been slim all your life your body changes it gets softer it gets rounder it gets fleshier and things they just don't quite Even if you keep your weight down, even, uh, you know, they just don't quite fit the same way. Do you find that? Oh, yeah. No. 
And while well, tied having two kids, you know, you put two kids oh, yeah. in your body. Even though, you know, the first one I took off the baby weight, the second one I'm struggling a little bit, it's like somebody threw pudding cups at places that I didn't know existed, <laughs> and they stuck. Sandra, yeah. the best is yet to come. Wait till you hit menopause. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, then you just they're just packing it on. But, yeah, there's always that kind of, you know, jelly belly, and my kids tease me about, the you know, the arms, a little bit of the bat wing arms and so forth. But anyhow, the thing is, we get a little flabby like this, and we think, oh, you know, well, okay, look, I'll just cover it up, okay? And we buy clothes, we, you know, not even that we know we're really consciously doing it, but we, we buy clothes that are a little bit baggier, a little bit looser, and we think that that's going to just hide it, you know, temporarily until we get those pounds off. But you know what? Wearing baggy clothes, and it's a big mistake, it just makes you look heavier than you are. I mean, you're wearing baggy clothes, you look like you're wearing a bag. You're not fooling anybody. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, and you feel right. fat and dumpy. You know, when I put oh, on yeah. my, you know, I call my fat pants and my fat shirt, like I watched the Leafs game last night in my old Maple, or my old Toronto Maple Leafs sweatshirt. It's big and baggy and boxy, and instead of putting on cute little leggings, what did I do? I pulled them on old sweatpants, you right. know, and they're, blah, blah, you know, cheering away. And, you know, my hair up in a bun and my glasses on, and I look at myself <laughs> in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, good Lord, you know? <laughs> well, the problem is that carries outside of the home, you know? You get so comfortable and so used to it in the home, then you start thinking, well, I'll just, I'll just slip out to the grocery store. No one's going to see me, you know? And then you of course, we always do, and you feel, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed, you know. Or you start going, I'll just go and get my nails done, or I'll just go to the mall. And then it just kind of becomes your way of life that you're living in this, you know, in yoga pants and the sweat top and running shoes and your hair in a ponytail, you know. And, and you're in the department store, and you look at the mirror, and you think, who's that? Who's that frumpy thing? Is that me? Is that really me? And, oh, it's depressing, isn't it? Yes, it's it depressing. But this is the point that you get depressed, but then a lot of women just, they go, okay, I'll, I'll give up. They give up. And I just find, I don't know about you ladies, but I, you know, fashion has always given me so much joy. It's been fun. It's been a fun thing in my life. You know, when I was young, I had the Barbie dolls, and I loved to get the, all the different outfits, the different clothing, and dress them up. And when I was in high school, I loved to wear different, you know, clothes to school. And, you know, I, in my when I was working, I had the beautiful suits and things. So I, I always enjoyed dressing up. But when you get to that point where you want to, you know, you don't, you don't want to get to that point where you give up because when you give up, you're kind of losing that thing that gave you passion in your life. And you've you got to have some passion and some fun in your life, you know, so well, you, you can't give up. You've got to enjoy what you see in the mirror. I mean, one of the things that I found, Deborah, it's like, and, you know, and I'm uh, like a little generation behind, you know, like the, the, the women today that are leading the path for me. You know, growing up in Buffalo, you know, farm area, when moms turned 40, they, like, chopped off their hair, you know, mm -hmm. into that awful boy cut because it's easy and I can just focus on my kids. And, right, you know, right. and they all got fat and square. You know, they looked like corn cobs and pants <laughs> walking around. Yeah. And, you know, I don't want to be that. I don't want to do that. You know, yeah, I'm 40. You know, I still have my long hippie hair and, you know, my California look now, you know, a little bit of tan, a little bit of makeup. But I don't want to be hippie. I don't want to be frumpy. I don't want to look like the moms in the 40s that I grew up with. But I'm kind of lost as to where to go next because there isn't really good role models. And one of the things I like about you is you and I have the same coloring. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to find role models that have naturally blonde hair and yeah. natural blonde skin without coming out of the door looking like the Joker. 
Exactly. I mean, it's just hard to find role models, period. I mean, this was part of the problem. You know, your body's changing, your lifestyle's changing. Often you're going from, uh, you know, the corporate world to maybe at home or your own business or semi-retired or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, reinvention over 40. And the, the third problem is there's no role models. There's no women in magazines. There's no women on TV. I mean, after 40, they just seem to disappear. It's like all of a sudden, oh, okay, d- does everyone think that women don't like fashion? They don't like to dress up after 40? And so you don't know what to, you know, except for the stars, but they're always wearing, you know, they always look perfect, and they're always wearing these, you know, really expensive, you know, Oscar gowns, you know. But it, it's really hard to know what to wear. So, I, as I said, you don't want to wear the baggy clothes. You want to wear clothes that really kind of skim your body, not that are tight, because, as you said, you don't want to go overboard. You don't want to wear clothing that is tight. You don't want to wear clothing that is baggy. You just want to wear clothing that skims your silhouette. So something with a little bit of stretch in it is always good. And always that. body shapers. I mean, I, I think yeah. that that's really important just to, you know, hold it in and bring it up and whatever whatever needs to be held in and brought up. Because it really makes a difference. Yeah, and so, I mean, that's why layering, layering is kind of popular as well because you can wear that little camisole under, you know, a loose blouse or something, and, and it, but it's tight. That little camisole just, you know, kind of holds everything in, and that's a kind of popular look too that's working well for over 40. But, I mean, that's, that's number one, that what I see with women is that when they start to give up, it's like, uh-oh, she's starting to get into the baggy clothing, you know, but that's not fooling anyone. I would say another big thing is, you know, we've all fallen into this trap, and it's especially prevalent after 40, is we fall into that trap of what I call ABD, or Abundant Black Disorder. And that (laughs) means that you're just constantly wearing and buying black, black, black. Yep. And in New York City, it's a black city. <laughs> it's a black city. <laughs> You're right. You've been here enough. You know the women, little black dresses, and they're, right. they're big here. <laughs> right. And there's nothing wrong with black. I mean, black is, you know, black's good, but if you're dressing in black all the time, every day, head to toe, and, you know, you're getting older. I mean, as we age, you know, as you were saying, Sandra, with the, with the blonde, or even if you're not blonde, your hair is just getting lighter and your skin is getting lighter and your eyelashes are disappearing, your eyebrows are disappearing, and you're kind of fading out. So you contrast that against a sharp, dark black color, and, you know, you've got a few wrinkles and you've got a few dark circles and that, and it just emphasizes all that. You know, it just makes you, when you were 20 and you're, you know, rosy-cheeked and, you know, all that, be great. But after 40, it starts to drag you down a little bit too much black. Okay, so we have that color. I'm not saying give up black, but, you know, just think about how much you're wearing. Yeah. Probably going overboard. Yeah, so we have to add color, especially now going into the summer. There's lots of ways to add color, and I know a lot of women are afraid of color. They think, oh, I can't wear color. You know, I don't know. Some either love it or you hate it, but a lot of women are afraid of it. But, you know, you don't have to wear color head to toe, you know, because you wear too much color, you're going to look like a clown, you know. But just add a bit of color, and where you want to add the color, excuse me, where you want to add the color is up by your face because that's where it's really important. You know, dark colors are great. Dark colors like black. They recede. They definitely do make you look slimmer, but maybe you just need them on your bottom half or wherever. But up around your face, even if you're wearing a black top, you want to have some nice colorful jewelry or a colorful scarf or a colorful jacket or just something to give you some life because, you know, color is energy and energy is life and you don't want to look like you've got one foot in the grave. 
Uh, you know, I got it, girls. I got to cut you off. I got to take us to commercial break. Uh, we're visiting today with Deborah Borland. Uh, Bolin, sorry, I knew I was going to do that. Um, she is fabulous after 40. She's going to give us style tips uh, when we come back from the break. We're going to talk about the use of color. And I also want to talk to her about hair and makeup. So please stick with us for more great information. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Are you looking for something more in your life or business? More success? More stability? More happiness? It's all out there waiting for you, but it doesn't just happen. You've got to go get it. Make it happen with Michelle McCullough, where motivation and strategy intersect. Michelle is a serial entrepreneur, acclaimed speaker, and the WooHoo Radio Network's resident business and success strategist. Michelle has the smarts, strategies, and experience to help you improve your life and take your business to the next level. You've got big dreams. You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, and enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for Bee Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be By Design, How I Be Is Up To Me, hosts lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's some more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about 42. Hey, ladies. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And for those of you who missed the first half of our show, you can pick us up on PoweredUpTalkRadio.com. You can go to iTunes under Powered Up Talk Radio, or you can go to our host station, Toginet.com, to listen to this show and other broadcasts that we've had this year that talk about aging and sex and beauty and love and money and all these great things that we're concerned about in our 40s, 50s, and 60s. Uh, we are visiting today with Deborah Bolin and she is our fabulous after 40 expert and before we went to break Deborah you were talking about the three other tips uh, and where people need who need help like me clearly can go to find some styling advice to find some assistance in this area that can be really overwhelming as if you know your body changing and your hormones aren't enough Absolutely. Yeah, I was talking before the the break about, you know, don't wear big baggy clothes. Wear clothes that skim your body. And make sure you wear some color because you can you just wear way too much black and that can drag you down. You might want to try maybe navy or, or burgundy or gray or brown if you want to wear a dark color because it's a little bit softer. Or wear some color up by your face. I would say my third tip is that I notice a lot of women, as we all, we've seen them, you know, where they dress too trendy. They're trying too hard to be young. They, they dress like that desperate um, 
40 plus woman, you know, they're trying to be a teenager. And, and you know, so how do, what do you do about that? I mean, I'm talking about the women where they're, they're the fashion victims. They see all the trends that are out there and they wear all of them all at once. But the, the key here is that, you know, if you want to wear one of the trends, that's good because, you know, being in touch with the trends makes you definitely look younger because you look modern, you look like you're with it. But it's like a buffet table. You don't have to have everything at the buffet table. You know, you, you pick and choose what's good for you, what works for your coloring, what works for your body, what works for your personality. And just, just wear one of the trends, you know. Uh, for example, right now, you know, lace is very in. Neon colors are very in. Um, you know, we've got cutout tops that are really in or cutout everything with little cutouts in them and sheer paneling and so forth. I mean, that's fine, but you don't want to wear all those things together maybe because you're going to look like a trendy teenager. Just, just, you just always want to go a little more subtle on the trends after 40. Otherwise, well, you're going to look like you're wearing a costume. Or you look like a hooker. I mean, I'm sorry. Like some of these moms look like, you know, I live in Southern California with a lot of gym rats, and, you know, these moms from a distance have 20-year-old bodies. You know what I mean? There's lipo, mm-hmm. there's nips and tucks. There's a lot of stuff going on in Southern California that isn't as, I think, popular, and we're not as, um, we're more skin-friendly over here. There's a lot of skin showing um, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's 110 out. Sure. But you see these moms, like, you know, in these little rubber dresses that are neon pink and neon green, and from a distance you're like, oh, wow, that person looks like, you know, they're eye-catching. But you get up close and you realize they are 40. You see the skin sagging on their neck and you see right. those little telltale signs and it just looks creepy. And then they stand next to their daughters like, look, I can fit into my daughter's dress, which is one of the moms <laughs> told me. And her daughter was mortified because, you know what, we don't want to share clothes like that with our moms. And, no. you know, I think just because we can doesn't mean we should. I think that's one of the things we can tack on. Yeah, somebody had told me there's a saying, I think it's in England, it's called a 1660. She's a 1660. From behind, she looks 16, and she turns around. <laughs> she's like, ah, she's really 60. So you don't want to look like a 1660. But, uh, you know, you're getting on to kind of the next point, which is, you know, a lot of women over 40 also start, you know, feeling a little worried about their sexuality and so forth, and they try to dress too sexy they overdo it and you're talking about the skin and i think the point there is that you know it's you don't i think too many women think to be sexy they have to show as much skin as possible but really you know less is more there's other ways to show you're sexy for example the materials you choose leather is a very sexy material you don't have to wear a short short mini skirt you know that's made of leather to look sexy you can wear a longer Mini, uh, sorry, not mini skirt, a longer skirt to just above your knee, and that's going to look really sexy just because of the material alone. You also might want to wear cashmere, a cashmere sweater. Like cashmere or any soft material is very touchable, silk or cashmere. It, it makes you want to reach out and touch it, doesn't it? So it's, it's something that's attracting and that's very alluring. You don't necessarily have to wear something skimpy. Um, the same with maybe a one-shoulder dress, you know, something like a one-shoulder dress is very elegant and yet it shows some skin and it's very sexy. I think too many women try to be sexy by showing, you know, wearing a mini skirt that shows their legs and then they wear, you know, a low-cut top and a sleeveless top and maybe even the back, whatever. They try to show too much skin all at once. So just highlight one area at a time or... You know, think about the other ways that you can be sexy with jewelry, dangly jewelry, or leather, 
um, you know, or the, you know, different styles like one shoulder, but don't do them all at once. Well, and never discount, and I'm just going to say this for somebody who is in her 40s and is out in the dating community, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that if my hair looks fabulous, you know, I've got a big mop of blonde hair, so I, you know, use the straightener, I put a glossing shine thing on it, you know, and I spend more time on my hair, I have minimal makeup, but I could wear literally a, you know, and I do wear black, (laughs) I could wear a pair of black leggings and a cute little top, you know, maybe in tan or white, mm-hmm. or I wear a lot of pink. And nine times out of the ten, the men that come up to me and talk to me and who are attracted to me all say the same thing. Oh, you have beautiful hair. You got, oh, you got such great hair. Or sometimes they'll even touch it, which I don't even think they notice what else is there. <laughs> and I, so I just want to, like, put that buzzer down. Right. Going, if you have a great head of hair, go with it. Or if you have, like, my one girlfriend is a little overweight. She's not the best kept she has the most beautiful face, and when she puts makeup on, you know, it's like everything else seems to disappear when she fixes herself up. It's like if you emphasize what you have, what God gave you, you know, the goods that you were given, I think you're kind of better off than trying to package it differently. Exactly. What do you think? Just take one focal point. Maybe you've got great legs, then wear fabulous shoes, you know, or wear a shorter skirt to, you know, above, just above the knee, a little bit above the knee, or, or, you know, like it could be your shoulders. Maybe you've never taken a look. You have beautiful shoulders, you know, and you want to wear a sleeveless or one shoulder type dress. So I think that's an excellent point. I, I have a question because, yeah. you know, as a woman, you know, that's certainly over 40, um, the, the first thing to go are, as you mentioned before, are women's arms. And you go into the stores, and especially this time of year, everything is sleeveless. Mm, and you you know and trying to find something with three quarters sleeves is like almost impossible and i you know we are a, a big chunk of the market i don't know why there isn't more I know, available you know, Linda, i have found that to be really crazy too i don't understand like i, I agree i am dying and i get cold too you know i i'm in toronto <laughs> i'm not down south but i even in the spring or the summer i just have a tendency i'm one of those people that thought i'm always, always a little bit chilly so i can't stand that I always have to wear these sleeveless dresses. You know, I, I usually take a wrap with me just yeah. in case. Then you have to have um, something there to cover your arms, and you really don't want to. Right. It's crazy. Right. Um, so we're a little bit stuck there until they change their ways. I mean, the only other thing that's a little bit in style that might be good for your sleeves is, um, you know, with some kind of camisole with like a sheer blouse over top. I noticed, like, Sophia Loren is really famous for this. If you ever look at any of her evening gowns, she always wears... A sheer, um, a sheer arm. Yeah, sheer and arm. it looks great. Her arms are covered, but they're, it's still sexy looking. Yeah, well, but we'll go find those dresses. I know. know. Yeah, she has them made, I'm sure. So you have to, you know, you have to keep your eye on and, and keep us informed on your site because, you know, that's something I think I'm not the only one that, that's looking for that. That's a great idea. I'm going to do a post about that. Okay. I'll take a look around. Great. So we've covered quite a bit here, but the last thing, I I think it was, was it you, Linda, or Sandra, you were talking about the makeup and the hair? Makeup, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Well, and I before we go to makeup, I want to raise just one quick point in support Mm -hmm. of what you said. I did a breast cancer run in uh, February, and everybody was issued these pink kind of tunic breast cancer tops to run in. And, you know, we're mm-hmm. talking, you know, 8,000 people. The majority of the women had on black leggings or black shorts or black running pants. And when I was running, I was looking at all these women in these pretty pink tops. They looked so feminine, and they mm-hmm. were fitted, but they weren't tight. Mm-hmm. And they fit like 
80% of the bodies, you know, because some women are skinny as sticks who are run, some are curvy, some are chunky, you know, the whole gamut there. But, you know, everybody looked pretty, you know, because we had that bright color. And, you know, I just want to support you on that, you know, putting some color back into things and pairing it with black, you know, where there was a lot of black there. But it looked great. You know, and color has a psychological impact, too, on the person wearing it and the person seeing the color. So when you wear color, you're going to start to find, you, you know, you, you feel happier. You want to wear colors that suit your, you know, your hair and your skin, the, the best colors. And I'd say go to an image consultant and get your colors done. But, you know, it does make you feel happier when you've got color on. When you get away from it, you don't think about it. But I found when women get back to color, they're just, the joy coming out of them. They're like, oh, I feel so good, you know. It gives them a lot of confidence. And what I've noticed talking about color, not in clothes so much, but in makeup, and I've seen a lot of older women lately, and, I, you know, older, 50, mm-hmm. 60, whatever, and and they their makeup is drab. And it's, it, and it's they're having oh. it professionally done, but it, there's not, their cheeks aren't uh, rosy enough, the lips are, you know, that muted, beigey color, and they think that looks nice, and it doesn't. It makes them look even older. I I mean, it's really mind-boggling, isn't it? Because I I still do, I think, okay, that's gone away. But no, you go out and you still do see women who wear the dark lip liner and those, I call them corpse lips. It's kind of like a brownie, mauvey lipstick. And it's so harsh. It is is really harsh. That's harsh. But lately, um, I've been noticing that they just they go so light and so natural nudie oh, that yeah, okay and it doesn't it just it you know it it may their their skin is naturally duller now than it was when they yes. were younger and they're just exacerbating that right. by put having this dull um, makeup and lipstick on where they really just need to brighten it up a bit. Right. I mean, a lot of women just give up on makeup altogether, which is like you, sh- you shouldn't be doing that because, you know, right, everything's fading out, especially your brows. You know, I think the brows can make a huge difference. Um, you know, we, we don't really realize how much our brows are fading out until you start just darkening them a, a little bit, not those crazy, you know, harsh pencil kind of brows, but just no, the Muppet like the Muppets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a bit of a soft shadow because, the, you know, your eyebrows, they frame your eyes just like a, a picture frame frames a picture. And you want your eyes to stand out. And, if you, you know, you just do that. And same with mascara, of course. You need, you need some good mascara. And our lashes, I notice myself, my lashes are thinning like crazy. So I'm experimenting with different things to, to you know, to get my lashes nice and plump again. But I think the eyes are the most important. And the lips, as you say, just a little bit of color on the lips. You don't want, you know, bright red, which is too harsh. Or you don't want that movie color that's so dark. And, uh, and you don't want it so pale that you just look washed out. You just want something nice and soft. And if you think of a baby, just something nice and soft and pinky or peachy or, yeah. you know, just something warm. Yeah, absolutely. You know what, girls, I'm going to take us to commercial break. I'm going to ask Deborah if she can stick around with us for a few more minutes because we're having so much fun. Sure. Uh, Deborah Rowland is fabulous after 40. You can find her. She's fashion advice to help you tweak your chic. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about some do's and don'ts that we can do so that we are all fabulous after 40. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages.
Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence and how to create your life as a living legacy where the legacy you leave is the life you live as thought leaders you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding a wave of rapid change for more on donna check out her website gamechangerthinking.com then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on wise up radio with donna kimbrand tuesdays at 1 p.m eastern here on the rockstar radio network We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we have our fabulous After 40 show, and we're talking about style and beauty and what to wear and what not to wear. And our guest today is Deborah Boland, and her website is fabulousafter40.com. Is that right, Deborah? Yep, with a four zero. With a four zero with the number. Uh, one of the things I want to talk to you guys about, because we talked about kind of, you know, some different things to wear, you know, wear more fitted things, not loose and flowy. Um, you know, we talked about makeup. We talked a little bit about hair and having fabulous hair. Um, one thing I noticed, I've been taking yoga this year, and I didn't take it because of, like, weight loss or fitness. I took it as part of stress reduction in my life um, because I think stress shows up right on your face. I think it marches all over it. Um, but one of the things I noticed is that some of the women in my program who are in their probably 60s, 70s, and there's one, I bet, who is almost 80, and they walk and they move like a young person. And I want to know about, like, how do you think movement relates to our our 40s? Because I think as we get older, we get more stiff, we get more closed off. And um, I, I'm just curious, Deborah, what your opinion is on that. Oh, well, I definitely, you definitely, I mean, I, I, I myself, I've always been extremely flexible, and I even noticed that I'm getting a little bit 
stiffer and you know when you trip you really trip and things like that and it definitely affects your posture i know i've got my i've got a 10 year old and she's always coming over to me and flipping my back up like mom stand up straight and i i think i thought i was standing up straight you know so yes definitely as you get older your posture changes and i think yoga and things like that are fantastic ways to keep your body in alignment because when you look all hunched over you know your your body language does a lot when you're all hunched over like that you're going to look older and so it's very important to keep your posture and also you know just for weight wise i mean one of the best tips for looking slimmer is just to stand up straight (laughs) you know that tummy first of all stand up straight and wear a good bra you know lift the girls up and stand up straight and get that tummy off your chest so definitely agree that uh, you know you want to watch your posture after 40. Now, what about you? Well, I, I've, you know, I'm, I, I believe that exercise is, is the fountain of youth, and you really have to keep those joints well oiled. So, yeah, I, it's all, all part of the puzzle of, of growing older, healthfully, and looking, looking vibrant and youthful. You know, let me just tell you something. My husband is a cardiologist. And a lot of people always say to him, you know, um, you see a lot of people, older people, so the ones that live the longest, do they have anything in common? And one of the main things, he says, is they can all touch their toes. Yeah. So, it, you know, flexibility it, is really important. It, as it, just, it just, it makes such a difference when, you know, that, that you can move and not hurt. Mm-hmm. And, but, it, you know, it's not a given as you get older and you, re- you have to work at it. Mm-hmm. You have to go to the gym and you have to have that discipline or you have to go to yoga or you've got to walk, you know, every day because um, otherwise you're just going to stiffen up. And um, when, in here in New York, when I see, you know, they don't look that old, but they have trouble climbing up the stairs to get to the bus. Yeah. You know, to get on the bus it, and it's, it. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible. Another thing that's, it's really interesting here, you know, in the city, which is supposed to be like the fashion capital of the world, mm-hmm. everybody and his uncle it was aunt actually are in um, on leggings. So I it looks like leggings are definitely here to stay. I think they're here to stay for a while for sure because they're so darn comfortable. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm really picky about what I wear in terms of comfort. If it's not comfortable, I'm not wearing it. I won't wear shoes that aren't comfortable. I won't wear scratchy kind of clothes. Me comfort too. is key. Like I've, you know, I'm at that spot in my life. I want to be comfortable, but you still want to look fashionable. So I think leggings are a fantastic, and you know, they're really suited to our 40 plus lifestyle. Because let's face it, we, you know, after 40. Most of us have a more casual lifestyle, and just everyone in general has a more casual lifestyle. But, you know, there are do's and don'ts for wearing leggings. Please uh, tell us what they are because well, I the biggest, know. I mean, the biggest problem is when you wear leggings like they're pants. You know, leggings are not pants. Leggings are, you know, in between a pant and a stocking. And, you know, you unless you have a perfect body like a little skinny 20-year-old and you can wear a short top with a legging, okay, maybe, but... I mean, 99% of us, you want to cover up your behind. You want a long top with a legging that covers up at least your behind. I mean, you may have heavy thighs as well. You might want to wear a short, uh, more of a dress or a tunic that comes down, you know, halfway down your thigh over top of your leggings. So that would be the biggest mistake is don't think that leggings are pants because they're going to show every lump and bump and, uh, you know, they look terrible. Think of them more as like just a thicker you know, stocking, you know, almost a pant, but more of a thicker stocking. 
Well, they're, they're almost like leotards, which you used to wear to, you know, right. that I used to wear, wear to the gym. Now I wear looser yoga pants, but, you know, and then I, and they, they didn't look bad, but I, I didn't feel comfortable walking out on the street in them, you know, because, you know, your tush shows. So. Oh, no, no, you got, <laughs> yeah, you got to cover it Yeah, it's not good. Up. But I think the, the good thing about them is, well, you know, unfortunately there's so many dresses out there that are just way too short, and, I, you know, when I can take them, buy them and get them taken down, I will if there's a big enough hem, but a lot of them, they're not, there's not a big enough hem, and they're so darn cute. So then I just wear the leggings with them. So I get oh, to wear wonderful. the cute little dress, but it's, you know, a little too short without a legging, but I put a legging with it and a pair of ballet flats, and it looks really cute. And you can't wear heels with leggings, can you? You can wear heels with leggings. You can wear heels with leggings. You can wear wedges look really good with leggings. Mm. The, the, you know, the tricky the, the reason that sometimes you think you can't wear heels with leggings is because a lot of women wear really crazy heels. Oh, with those crazy they wear really shoes. High yeah. heels. They really wear really kind of gaudy shoes. But if you wear just more of a a classier, you know, finer pump that's not too high, then after forty, I think it looks fine with a legging. But a ballet flat is terrific for just running around day to day or a nice little wedge a nice little cork wedge or a little rope wedge they also look really you know if you want a bit of height with your with your leggings they work really well so the key is cover your belly and your tush yeah cover your tush and maybe (laughs) even your thighs if if you're heavy in the thighs okay i got it um, is there any is there any uh trend that you see uh for this summer coming up if we ever get summer that is Well, the biggest trend is just color. I mean, color has exploded in the last couple of years, and that is the biggest trend, to just try to incorporate some of these beautiful jewel tones that are out there. There's emerald green. There's this gorgeous deep monaco blue. There's the beautiful poppy reds. There's that lemon zest. There's also the neons. I I would stay away from those. Those are very hard to wear, even if you're younger. And the reason is they're so darn bright that they create such a contrast um, that, you know, if you have any imperfection, this contrast with your imperfection, and let's face it, we've all got wrinkles and lines and, you know, things like that after 40, it's just going to exaggerate that. So if you want to, if you like neon, you want to get in on that trend, you know, wear it as an accessory. Have a little, you know, gym bag that's got some neon on it or maybe a little belt. The, this nude color is very popular. You could wear like a nude colored dress with one of these little tiny neon belts or something on it or a pair of shoes with a little bit of neon. So, I mean, that's the, that's the way you get, you wear a trend. If you like a trend but you feel it's like too much for your age, you just wear little bits of it. On your site, um, do you uh, do women write it? I see picture. I mean, you have such unbelievable terrific pictures on your site of all sorts of things from belts to shoes to mm-hmm. I don't everything from under uh, body shapers to everything you got to go to the site ladies because I mean it's 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 like a cavalcade of of, of beauty and it's wonderful um if so if, if a woman is having a problem say gee Deborah, I just don't know where to go do you do makeovers online or I don't. We don't, don't do makeovers online. We do answer some questions online, but we get so many questions it's hard to do them all. But, yeah. um, you know, send them in because if we get a lot on one topic, then we like to do posts. Um, but, you no, know, mainly we have e-books uh, on the site. Right. Uh, we've got uh, Color Me Confident, Jumpstart Your Style. 
We've got Mother of the Bride, which is very popular. A lot of women are really confused about what to wear as Mother of the Bride, and you know that's an important day because when they take those pictures, you're going to have them for the rest of your life sitting on the mantle, you know? Right, and some of the mothers look so horrible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then Chic on the Cheap, which is, the you know, the budget book, and I've got some more coming out, but those are really popular. Great. And, you know, there's some videos. I'm going to be doing some more videos, and really it's just a lot of fashion advice. One thing I really want and if ladies want to send in their photos is we are always looking for photos of women of our readers to send in looking you know in in outfits that they put together because one of my biggest frustrations with the site and probably the you know the readers too is i have to rely on photos of clothing to show from online catalogs and all those women are you know 20 years old sticks in you know five foot eleven yeah. And it's really hard. I kind of almost have to say in my post, okay, imagine her head cut off. <laughs> and you see what she's wearing? Wear that, but don't wear it with those crazy shoes she's wearing, you know? So I'm trying more and more to get real women to send in their pictures. So, And we do take some pictures on the street as well. But I would love it if if, um, if women could send in their photos. That's just great. And And we do have a lot of women who do. They just love to be featured every week. And then you'll critique what they're wearing, too, if they if they ask for it? If they ask for it, but okay. I wouldn't do it online if they don't. You know, I, I yeah. always, always ask their permission to put their photo up. Right. I always ask their permission if they want to critique, if they want it, you know, just offline or whatever. Sure, absolutely. We're not out to embarrass anyone at all. I mean, yeah. I'm not the fashion policewoman, you know. I love fashion. Fashion is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be celebrated. Everybody has their own style. You can wear whatever you want if it makes you feel good. All I'm there to do is help cheer women on, women who might have lost their confidence, feel like they've given up because they don't know what to wear. I'm just there to help you and guide you and give you some advice and find some resources for you. So, it's a, And we have a wonderful community of women. They're so positive, and everyone always compliments everyone when they put pictures up. And it's, it's really a supportive, wonderful community at Fabulous After 40. Sandra, you have to send in your picture. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm looking right now for that breast cancer run picture where I'm with the pink top. All right. And the yeah, you should send it in, ladies, and then I can do a post about the chat and, and put your pictures up. Terrific. Yep, yeah. and it's a nice long tunic that goes, like, right under, you know, covers my butt, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, great. You know, Deborah, this has been so much fun. Linda, you too. Um, I just have the best time when we talk about fashion and beauty because it's the, the chance I get every week to be what I call a little girl again and play in my mom's makeup and play in her closet, only we're grown up and we're still having the same fun that we had when we were little That's kids. Right. And if anybody I wants want... to, to know more oh, about what, what we've been talking about tonight, I actually have a free special report on the site if they just go to fabulousafter40.com, and that's four zero fabulousafter40. Um, there it, you can sign up on the right-hand side at the top for a special report called Five Massive Fashion Mistakes That Make You Look Too Old or Too Young and How to Get It Just Right. So you just sign up, and that just comes straight to your desktop. Wonderful. With Beck and Franklin, Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage and prominent